0: ideas can fail, and that's okay. Uh, I think that's something I've really learned about here at Prevail, is we tried a lot of stuff. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you don't let that stop you from trying the next idea.
1: Welcome to the Leaders of B2B podcast, a weekly show where we bring you interviews and in-the-weeds expertise with today's B2B experts and thought leaders. You can see more about today's episode and guest by visiting our website at leadersofb2b.com. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. We help B2B companies launch revenue-generating podcasts. We schedule interviews between you and your ideal prospects and strategic partners. You show up for engaging conversations. We handle everything else. Ready to build a podcast that grows your business in just one hour per week? Reach out to us at contentallies.com.
2: Hey leaders, welcome back. I'm Noah Tetzer, and I'm joined today by the director of marketing and growth at Prevail, a software company making encryption easy for everyday use. All emails and files are encrypted end to end, which means that no one other than the intended recipients can read them not even prevail. Security and privacy is certainly a topic that is very hot in the B2B space, certainly B2C as well. And on the show, we have featured a lot of founders and CEOs of such companies. But I'm excited today to be joined by the Director of Marketing and Growth at Prevail. Orly Beerlove, welcome to Leaders of B2B.
0: All right. Thank you so much for having me, Noah. Well, it is a pleasure to have
2: you on the podcast, Orly. Yep. Before we get into your story and the story of a a marketing director at a software company uh, such as Prevail, I'd love to hear it from your perspective. Tell us about Prevail, the company. Just give us kind of a high-level overview of who you serve.
0: Yeah, so Prevail is an encrypted email and drive file sharing platform. Uh, We secure the data in everyone's emails uh, so that the only ones who can read it are the sender and the recipient. That is never stored on the server, which is the big uh, caveat here, makes it very different from any of the commercial softwares that are are out there. And so we ensure that data is secure. And that's that's a a solution that is important to many, many uh, businesses. Today, our biggest focus is on the Department of Defense. They have a special mandate to keep data secure. Um, I won't get into all the alphabet soup, but they have, at a high level, they have this mandate called the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, CMMC, that requires them to uh, encrypt all of their, what is called controlled unclassified information. It's not exactly top secret, but it's not stuff you want in the hands of your enemies either. So anyway, ours is one of only two solutions out there, uh, Microsoft's being the other. That allows people to meet the Department of Defense mandate. And so that's mainly where we're focused today. Um, but we are expanding and we're trying to get our solution to be something that can be used by lawyers' offices, healthcare, accountants, you name it. Anyone who has a concern, not a mandate, but a concern about the privacy of their d- data.
2: Now, now, with regard to Prevail, do you have an sort of ideal client or customer that you serve with this offer?
0: Yeah. So that's an interesting question. I, I think right now I would have to say that anyone who uh, worries about the security of their data um, is our ideal customer. Now, while we're serving um, primarily the Department of Defense, as I said in my last uh, statement, you know we see this as a tool that anyone who's concerned about their privacy, whether that's a business, um, a company, an enterprise, or an individual, right? We also have uh, prevail for the individual for people who want to secure their communications with. Um, it could be a therapist, it could be their uh, CPA. Uh, so those are kind of the uh, cases we see. Um, but I think that kind of cr- creates a strong image of, you know, prevail being really a good tool for anyone who values security
2: most definitely most definitely uh, you know working extensively with the department of defense you know and also keeping in mind that prevail is a solution that can appeal to uh, those who are concerned about the protection and security of their data i mean if, from a marketing perspective you know what what is it like sort of having to navigate both of those you know ecosystems and and, and pools of of potential customers
0: yeah, so with the DoD, uh, we're actually working with the people who are either primes. Uh, so those are the people directly serving the DoD, the Department of Defense. But more, more likely than not, is the customers that are called subcontractors, which are the companies that are talking to the prime. So the, you know, it's a it's not talking directly to the DoD, but kind of a couple layers down. And so you know, in the way in which we serve them, I, I think. I think one of the differences with the DoD, and this is not going to become a surprise, is just kind of the levels of bureaucracy you have to go through. There's a, it's a much, much slower ship in terms of getting things going. Um, I imagine CMMC a moment ago, that's been going around for probably about two years now, and it still hasn't been finalized, and it goes through lots of changes. Um, in less regulated industries, although I should be careful uh, when I say banking, it's obviously not less regulated, but it's perhaps less bureaucratic. You know, those are areas we're getting started with. I I think for us, those are still areas we're exploring. Exploring, so we have perhaps a little bit um, more to find out. And before I can perhaps say, at least from a marketing perspective, the levels of complexity or difference there.
2: Yeah. No, that that's fascinating. And you know, there's a lot of competition in this space. And and I you talked about it earlier, and I know we were discussing it a little bit. You know, before the interview as well, Orly. But you know, give listeners if you would sort of a glimpse into, remind us what sets Prevail difference from some of the other solutions in this space from a marketing and messaging standpoint?
0: Yeah, so Prevail's difference is a couple of things. And I guess it also depends, you know, what space we're talking about, because there are a lot of companies out there that claim to do, that say they do end-to-end encryption. But end-to-end encryption, at least the way we do it is, as I said, encrypted on my device, it's, the, mes- the message is encrypted on my device or the file, and it's only ever decrypted on your device. So the key thing that I mentioned earlier was about the the, um, the server, right? So that means that the data is also encrypted on the server, which is very different from, let's say, Google, for example. Um, in a Google situation, Google has access to your data on the server because they have what are called the decryption keys. With Prevail, we don't have the decryption keys nor do we have what is, um, some competitors have, which is called a key server, where all the keys for decryption are stored on a server. We don't have access to those keys, um, only the sender and the recipient do. So from an end-to-end encryption platform, uh, for from um, any type of company that claims to have end-to-end encryption, that is kind of the big difference that we have. And then another important part is that we're all using all tested embedded algorithms, um, not to say that other companies don't, but that kind of gives a, a higher level of comfort and security in what we're doing. Now, in terms of other uh, solutions that claim to provide secure email, um, end-to-end encryption is definitely the gold standard of security. The I don't know if you were following this, but Biden came out um, uh, probably about a year or so ago at this point and talked about a the Biden mandate, which was the use of zero trust security to secure all impo- important data. And I, I have to admit, I'm a little bit foggy on all the details, but the idea to secure federal data with zero trust security, zero trust means that you, have, you don't trust any endpoint, you don't trust any way, particular way of accessing uh, the data. So you don't trust the uh, use of passwords, you don't trust uh, admins, you don't trust the server. And really, in essence, that is what Prevail is. We are a zero trust solution. Solutions where you know you allow admins to have access to everyone's data, which is kind of the way it's typically done in a, a company. Admins are able to access anyone's account. They're able to delete accounts, able to create accounts. You know that's very different from the way that we see it. We see that any kind of uh, important activity, and that gets defined by the company, has to have the input. And this is getting a little bit geeky, but essentially we call it a community of trust for any kind of important um, action, whether that's deleting files from uh, data or files, let's say from finance or any other, you know, deletion of a employee that has to have what we call um, almost like a circle of trust where you have, where you get the input or the buy in from other people. Think of it almost like the nuclear launch codes. No one person can take uh, that key initiative of uh, pushing the button. You need kind of two people to do that. So that's another way in which we differ. I mean, I, I realize I'm rambling a bit here, but I think the key point there is, you know, from end to end encryption, we differ because we still don't have access to the keys. And then from people who do what's called encryption in transit and encryption at rest, that's a very different solution from what we do because again, we never have access to the data on the server. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I appreciate that, um, Orley. That's very insightful. And I'm glad that we were able to go into that today for our, our marketing leaders tuning in. Uh, if I may ask, what are, you know, keeping in mind our, our listeners of of again, marketing directors, executives, et cetera, tuning in, what are what are some of the key challenges that you face in directing marketing and growth at Prevail at this point in time?
0: Yeah, so that's an interesting question. I was talking to a partner yesterday of Prevails who was wondering, trying to just get get some ideas on how to uh, work with us to better sell Prevail. And I think the uh, challenge is not just finding a new tool because I think in marketing, as in many fields, we like nice, shiny objects, but it's not just finding the next tool. I think it's finding ways to get information that's relevant and interesting to your and user and well, that might sound a bit banal, you know. I think it's hard to do, and particularly harder to do it well. It's easy to kind of just say, "Oh, we have to do social media. Let's throw up a hundred posts about um, what we're doing, you know, about our new webinar, about um, I don't know a, a, po- uh, a blog post that's kind of very flattering of us." That's not where it is, and I think uh, that's one thing I've really. Gained an appreciation of, for example, um, in this case talking about social media, you can't just hire, you know, a 21 year old intern to take hold of your social media. That's not going to work. And I think um, the challenge is really um, doubling down on things like social media and these outreach channels like YouTube and podcasts, and really committing to them. I think that's where the challenge is: is commitment and um, staying the course. Not just getting distracted by nice shiny objects.
2: Right, right. Yeah. Is is content marketing? You know, creating content and so forth. Is that is that a channel and a, a tactic that you have used? You know, successfully at prevail.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, content is definitely king. You know, I remember reading a couple years ago that SEO is dead, blogs are dead. Yet when I look at our traffic, that's not that's not what I heard. <laughs> you have know, to quote to, to quote a famous president. Yeah. Content marketing is definitely key. Now, in terms of being able to translate that into exact, um, you know, make a one-to-one connection between people read this blog and signed up for a demo, I don't think it quite works like that. But you can't, it would take a little bit of blindness to assume that people are coming to your site and ignoring all the other uh, calls to action. So you, at least we'd like to tell ourselves that people are reading our blogs and then exploring other stuff on the site. But in the end, we do realize um, that, you know, it is just one piece of the puzzle. You can't just rely on one piece of the puzzle in order to get it all together.
2: Right. And within this particular ecosystem and the people you're trying to engage with, the prospects you're trying to engage with, have have you, you know, had any inkling as to, you know, where these people like to hang out in the content they enjoy consuming?
0: Where they like to hang out. So I'm sure that's different for every industry we serve. Uh, for example, on um, the defense space, you know, a lot of people like to hang out on what's called Discord, right? Somewhat, uh, somewhat oh, sure. but
2: you
0: know, where else do they like to hang out? They do like to hang out in some of the LinkedIn channels. I, I mean, I think they like to also hang out on YouTube, which is why we're working on making a big uh, expanded YouTube video channel. Uh, People should check it out. Prevail's YouTube channel right there uh, on YouTube. I think they like to hang out in webinars. That seems to be an area where we're getting, um, we get a lot of uh, traction. And um, I think people are also looking for information and things like white papers. If I think about where we're getting a lot of our leads these days, you know, that's where we're getting it is white papers and webinars and you know, from, from some of our email uh, campaigns, email isn't dead either, despite uh, much ha boo-ha, to the contrary.
2: Yeah, that's insightful. Orly, we've talked about you know, kind of where we are at the present moment with Prevail. And that was very insightful and very actionable. I appreciate you lying out those examples and instances for our marketing leaders tuning in. Uh, But now I'm curious about sort of the, the director of marketing behind the company as it were. Tell us a little bit more about your journey. Have you always worked in, in this space? Uh, if not, how did you how did you come to join the team at Prevail?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to give a shout out to a gentleman who I follow called uh, Dave Gerhardt, who uh, has a big YouTube, uh, sorry, not YouTube, uh, Facebook following. And if anyone who's listening to this is looking to learn more about uh, marketing and is just getting started, I highly recommend Dave Gerhardt's Facebook group. I mentioned that because his mantra is no one goes to school for B2B marketing. Uh, So no one like really starts off in life saying, I want to do B2B marketing and I want to learn how to do Facebook and I want to do, look at the talking hand. I mean, I started off back in university. I thought, okay, I'll go on to the consulting field. And I did that for a couple of years and thought it was highly overrated. You know, a lot of very boring, overpaid people. And jumped off that ship, and uh did something uh, that I was passionate about for a while, which was uh the wine industry and so you know no one step uh quite uh it leads you exactly where you think it's going to be uh leading you. I thought it was just kind of like a way to take a break from heady and disorienting world of consulting, but what it led me to was eventually working for a wine startup here in the Boston area where I was one of the first handful of employees. And one of the things that really was able to separate us was our customer service, which was top notch. And also the way that we did some of our marketing. You know, I think a lot of uh, wine stores in that day were just kind of sending up, out these, uh, I don't know, kind of unimaginative emails. I think one of the things that we did was first time was always ask people when they came in, can we get get your email address just so we can let you know about our wine specials? And we made sure that our our wine emails were, you know, very unique, had some information in them um, and told, let people kind of experience uh, the wine we were talking about. Um, Anyway, that's a long way of saying, you know, that really, I think that's where I kind of got uh, two bugs. One was kind of the startup uh, world and the other one was marketing. Because I think uh, one of the things I learned at that wine store was uh, the power of just trying to bring new ideas to the table rather than just saying, well, this is the way it's always been done. So let's do it that way. And then um, also the value of just uh, sometimes trying ideas, not necessarily knowing if they'll work. So you just try a lot of stuff and realize that that's ine- inevitably what's going to get you to kind of the promised land, so to speak. Anyway, a- after that, after that experience, I just really doubled down on trying to learn all about marketing. I, worked for um, a great uh, bunch of ladies for a couple of years, being a marketing, um, kind of a marketing consultant, helping with small projects, uh, worked for a couple of small companies along the way, um, just getting to learn my skills um, in marketing and getting to know a lot more and read a lot more. And, um, you know, I was very lucky when the opportunity for um, Prevail came about. I uh, threw my hat into the rink and, you know, I'm very fortunate that they hired me because they are a great and wonderful group, wonderful leadership with Sanjeev and Randy, and just a great team. I feel very, very fortunate to be uh, heading the marketing ship there. It is definitely a step up from anything I was doing before, and I've definitely learned along the way. And I think that's kind of the key thing that I try to hold myself to is constantly learning. Um, I can't say you know that's what separates okay marketers from uh, better ones. But I think it allows you to constantly learn about what people are trying and seeing what's working and not uh, having to make all those mistakes on your own.
2: And did you find, have you found that, you know, the lessons that you learned, you know, working in the wine industry and at other startups, uh, you know, fairly directly translated to the work you're doing at prevail, I mean, it's an entirely different industry, but I I sense that probably some of those skill sets that you gained translated.
0: I, I think the the skill that I mentioned before, which is creativity, you know, marketing is at it's hard a creative activity. I guess maybe you know if you're working for Procter and Gamble, perhaps it's a little bit less creative. I I shouldn't speak so poorly of them, but I imagine when. It is a you know a lot more defined by rules and regulations and everything's a consensus. Not to say that you don't have to build consensus. I obviously have to build consensus with with my bosses if I have an idea. But I think the idea that I was honed there was uh, kind of this constant call for creativity and kind of think of new ways to bring people into the fold. And you know the realization that ideas can fail and that's okay. Uh, I think that's something I've really learned about here at Prevail. Is we tried a lot of stuff, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you don't let that stop you from trying the next idea.
2: Absolutely. That's such an important message. Um- there's a lot going on in the world, to say the the least, Orly, especially with with regard to the the work and working with the, you know the DOD and so forth that you're doing. But from a marketing perspective, and you know, leading the growth at Prevail, you know, as we look over the next kind of twelve months, you know, what are the things that are on your mind? What are your thoughts on on where you know the company is headed into the future?
0: Yeah, so we have a big ambitions, not just. For marketing, but for the company as a whole, you know, where we've been doubling and tripling our revenue every year for the past three years, and so our bosses uh, hold a very high bar. Sanjeev and uh, Randy—they're nice guys, but they have high expectations for us. Um, and so, where we see the industry going, you know, no one is a, is a profit. If I were, I wouldn't be. Do, I wouldn't have this day job, but. I think where we see the industry growing is in a couple of ways. One is definitely that the CMMC that I mentioned earlier is at some point going to go into law and then there's going to be a lot more defense contractors who need the encryption solution that we provide. The other is that as as we are faced by the attacks uh, from Russia, Ukraine, and not just them, um, any uh, bad actors, I think people are going to become more demanding of security. It's surprising how in the past people have uh, kind of said, yeah, security is important. But when it comes to actually paying money for it, they've said, yeah, maybe not. And so we see people becoming more demanding of not, I should say, of the pe- of the companies that they work with, you know, the, whether that's financial companies, their lawyers, their accountants are requiring having some sort of uh, mandate that those people treat their data with tools that are more secure than just, let's say, simple G Suite or Microsoft O365, which are great if you're just telling someone, oh, we have a meeting at 3 p.m., but when I have my tax returns attached to that email, I'd like a higher level of uh, security. Uh, So we see the demand growing um, in multiple ways. Um, And we're trying, you know, as many ways as we can uh, to get that message out. Um, one of the areas I'm doubling down on area right now is on YouTube, try and really grow our YouTube following. And, you know, that's our one of our big experiments now. But, um, you know, I see us keep on keeping on trying that and other th- other venues in the future.
2: That's great. Well, Orly Berlov, it's been a pleasure having you on Leaders of B2B. Always a treat to get to talk to a marketing professional in this space. And uh, I appreciate the value that you brought to our executives tuning in here today. Certainly, listeners can find links to Prevail, uh, your YouTube channel and other outputs in the description of this episode. But once again, Orly, thank you for coming on the podcast.
0: All right.
1: Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Leaders of B2B podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating. And as always, you can see more information about this episode and all the resources mentioned at leadersofb2b.com.